Hi, man. We're back. What's up? Can you do podcast. your click, click? We... Nah. I, Does it well, matter? I, no, because I could see the sound wave now. Okay. So it's going to sync better. I feel like it's ceremonial, dude. Give that good Is snap, it? man. You want to do it? Go for it. Boom. Boom. And away we go again. Yeah. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. Nice. Uh, so last time we were here, we decided to ditch... Um, picking a topic so we didn't pick a topic but i had a topic called ambition yeah 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 why do we not do the things we want to do or say we should do and the reason why i thought about that is because we started a podcast like well we haven't officially started but we started recording Mm -hmm. uh in november is that what it was? Something like that. Yeah. yeah it's been a little while already. And we still haven't published any material. So mm-hmm. we recorded like eight. And I'm like, why the fuck is it so hard for me to get shit done? And I'm like, I don't know. How does ambition play into that? Because like, we wanted to. Yeah. Ambition is about having a, a big idea and a big goal, right? Yeah. How are we chasing it down? So a lot of the steps have already been done, right? You know, there's equipment. We're sitting down. We're recording. Right. There's a little bit more to it, you know. Yeah. I think ambition's also a, a double. Is 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 the it's the Achilles heel of the situation because maybe got too ambitious. I think we'll start a YouTube channel too. I think we could have easily yeah. put out a podcast without dealing with a YouTube channel. That's just my line yeah. of thought. I mean, we but, could we could do that, but. Okay, you're right. Go ahead. There's still a, there's still a, a quest. You're still striving for greatness in a sense. <laughs> yeah. We're basically rank amateurs. We have no background, no real experience in doing this, but giving it yeah. a shot. So. So my thought the process. Ambition, yeah, ambition's there, but. Yeah. What's the thought process? My thought process is like. There's a million podcasts, and there is a million YouTube channels. Yeah. But there's very few podcasts. And YouTube channels that sync together. And the only one I know successful is Joe Rogan. And then there's H3H3, which I never ever listen to because I don't like the guy. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that, because I got attached to the idea of doing a podcast because of YouTube, not because of podcasting. Like, I don't ever listen to any like podcasts on the podcast platform like mm-hmm. um what is it spotify yeah iTunes. i music right I, like I, mean, I don't music. listen to podcasts on that yeah which is weird considering i'm trying to start a podcast yeah but i everything i listen to is on youtube and the reason why i do it is because i stick it in my like i have two monitors on work and i'll put like a little youtube video um on my bottom screen and then just let that run all day mm-hmm. so that's my target that's what i feel like I that's the people who do that, which is everyone in my workplace. That's why I feel like every like office is where it's like people just run YouTube. That makes sense. Yeah. Whereas you listen to. Yeah. I listen to a lot of audio podcasts because typically when I'm at work, I don't have I don't sit at a desk and I don't stare at a computer or even have that as an option. So if I'm working, I can listen to something while I work, but I don't really have the option to even if I'm ignoring it by not looking at the screen, see what you're saying is when you're at work and you're at the computer, you can listen to it and right. it's playing in the background. 
for me, I, it's easier for me to just have like a headphone in and listen to something that I think is interesting, which, you know, I love, I'm a big music fan, but right. at some point you kind of give up on music and you're either looking for more information or you're listening to a funny story or something like that, which is the appeal of a podcast to me. Yeah. Yeah. So you said we may have been a little too ambitious. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, I see, I see where you're coming from. I know. But we're also, you know, we're not Joe Rogan. And the other, the other podcasts that I do know th- that have a YouTube fix or feed on them as well, typically are people of celebrity status for one reason or another. Comedians yeah. or, you know, people with some kind but of But how following. hard is it? Like, how hard do you think it is to really... I don't think it's hard. Here's what I think it is. I think it's time consuming. Because I know for me, it's like, I was editing last night and I edited for three hours and I got an hour worth of stuff. And I'm not even like adding like visual effects and whatnot. It's just like clipping stuff and like switching the camera back and forth. And that is a lot more time consuming because then, all right, if you think about it, like I have to, I have to like watch 10 seconds. And if I see something in the 10 seconds that I want to like split the camera back and forth, I got to stop, rewind, snip it, play it again. Make sure it snips right. If it's not, I got to go back. So like 10 seconds and 30 seconds. So it's like for every minute, I'm spending like three minutes on, Mm -hmm. which is. Sounds like college. It's just time consuming. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. I will say it is fun replaying everything (laughs) we've recorded. Yeah. And I laugh. Like I, I was laughing last night at myself, which is stupid. But um. It's fun in the process of like saying, oh, now would be a good time to like I say some cut to your reaction or like you say some and I'll cut the video to my reaction because like that's part of the element too, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I keep thinking that it'd be easier because a lot of times we'll be talking the two of us and then one of us will be like, yeah, or just say make some kind of like really brief comment and then the conversation keeps going. And in my mind, I'm imagining you editing. So will you come back to just me being like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or, or right. You know, it's like to me, that seems pointless. But I mean, as long as you're having fun with the editing process. The thing about I it, guess. yeah, the thing about the podcast, why I don't like the idea of just the audio is because like nobody knows us. And it's like, remember like what your stepmom says? Like, who wants to listen to you right. to talk? So it's like, yeah. I feel like if there's visual reaction... It makes it more personal. It's, yeah, and it's like, people will get more familiar with... Who we are. Who we are. and kind of, Yeah, I kind of like these guys in the sense that... Because you might say something, but it's like, imagine you're talking on the phone to somebody, and somebody says something, and you're like, you can't read where they're coming from. Yeah. But if you could see their face, then you could kind of say, all right, I get it now. Yeah, it's like when someone does something crass, and then you roll your eyes, you'd be like, oh my God. Right, exactly. So So that's why I'm like, really stuck on the fact of like, having the YouTube portion of it. Because YouTube is why I I started the whole thing. Okay. I'm not ready to give up by any means. I want to keep plugging away. And I'm having fun at this. And I hope you're having fun at it. And if um, if we're broad, if this gets broadcast and put out there, thanks for being patient, everybody. Because if we talk about well, by something, the time it hit, right? If we talked about something in current news today, it might not be out for two months, three months. Nah, I wouldn't say that. I would say by in the next two weeks or three weeks, I would say I'd be caught up 
editing all six because I'm getting better at it every day. So it's like mm, within the next month, I think everything will be up online. And I might be ambitious, but but that's the topic. That's now. my that's a reasonable <laughs> goal. Well, not nah, yeah. ambition is nah. like why? Because everyone has a goal, right? Like this is kind of like not everyone has goals. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think a lot of people get complacent, but let's we'll get into that in a minute. No, so all right, let's backtrack. So, do you think you said not everyone has goals, and I disagree. Or I guess what I should have said was, do you think everyone wants to do something and they don't do it? I Yes. I think almost everybody has this grand vision in their head of what their life's going to be or how it should be. Or what they want. Or, yeah, maybe what they want, but <laughs> maybe not putting, like, any effort. Yeah. Or, or a bare minimum. Sometimes you put in the minimum amount of effort. I'm guilty. There's a lot of times where I No, I'm guilty too. I'm not yeah. I'm not saying that. But it's like now that I started this podcast and I realized like, yo, it's a lot of work. Which which it's not more the interesting thing is it's not more work than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Like I anticipated, okay, I would have to do XYZ and then there's always gonna be something unforeseen. So something's gonna just be harder. So I gave myself like another fifty percent of saying like I'm gonna have to do and it just so happens that the edits and turn into that. But what I'm more interested in is like, okay, I actually started it and I was thinking about it for like a year, right? Yeah. So there are people who are like 60 years old whose life is, let's say, closing, right? They're in the final. It's in the later chapters. Later we'll chapter say that. of their yeah. life, right? But they still haven't done or taken risks into what they wanted to do in his mm, life. Yeah. All right. I should probably dig into that because the older I get, the more panicky. Like I become more panicky. Like I get, I just panic more. I'm like, not I, when I was younger, I wanted to do so many different things, and I wanted to start a teaching company. I wanted to make music, and I wanted to get into acting, and I wanted to do all this kind of entertainment mm, shit. Yeah. And it's just like, bro, I haven't done any of it, and so like now I'm like, all right, I gotta do something, and yeah. it's like, huh. So this is the perfect format then, right? But I'm all. Uh, you know, because I've been doing a lot of, in the past couple of years, I've been listening a lot to like self-help and all that stuff and motivational, which is becoming more popular. But it's like, I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Why do oh. you think people sit on their dreams? Uh, I think most people are have a fear factor. I think a lot of people are so afraid to fail that they never try to succeed. If that makes any sense. Wait, you said people are afraid to fail? I think a lot of people have such a, a dread of failure that the, it that's the thought of not being successful is enough to deter a lot of people from even getting started. You know, the, the idea being if you don't think you're going to actually succeed at something you have in mind, mm-hmm. you're you're going to talk yourself out of it. Before you even get started, you're not giving yourself a fair chance. All right. I, I think it's, I think it's not that. I think it's a fear of change. I think most people no, don't make sense. change, don't want to change. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. People get comfortable in their lives. Yeah. Comfort is a killer of dreams. Hmm. 
if you're super comfortable in what you're, where you are in your home life and your friendships and your job, then you don't feel any pressure. You don't put the pressure on yourself to push for that extra thing. You just get comfortable. Comfortable equals complacent. And then you, you know, you've lost your own drive. You're not, you're not striving towards anything at that point. So I just did a Google and it says about half 49% of American workers say they are very satisfied with their job. 49% say they're very satisfied. So just under half of so people. So out of, so either you're unhappy with your job or I'm unhappy with your job because <laughs> it's one of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, I think there's a, there's a law of averages, especially when you get to something that's in the 50%. It's yeah. kind of like that. It's kind of like that scale, right? Like some days you go, "Hey, my je- today was a good day at work," and then the next day, you're like, "Fuck, dude, my job's," you know. Yeah. And so, you, in the end, you go, "Oh, it's somewhat even." That's it's a fifty-fifty. Yeah. That's how you get to forty-nine percent. Well, then, well, here, here, let me follow up. And then it says three and ten are somewhat satisfied, and the remainder say they are somewhat dissatisfied or very dissatisfied. So, like nine plus six is what fifteen. So fifteen yeah. percent of people are very dissatisfied. And then three and 10 are somewhat satisfied. So that's, that's like, 30%. That's 30%. Plus that other 15, that's 45% of people. The way I read it, that's like 45% of people who are They're not. less than satisfied yeah. in most every way. And I'll, I'll take an educated guess here and say those people are not doing what they want to be doing. They're just working a job to get money. Definitely. So what is weird is because like following up with what you said, I... I'm actually living the dream, and I'll tell you why. When I was living in Trinidad, I always remember, like, wanting opportunity. Because mm-hmm. I used to watch TV, and I used to be like, oh, man, it'd be cool to, like, do something fun and entertaining. Like, I was always big on that, and I was always a hip-hop head. And then when I moved to New York, and I went to community college, my dad was like, what the fuck are you going to do with a graphic design degree? And I was like, art, you know? Yeah. And I was like... But I, I didn't I think it was just like the easiest way out to I was it was the the most justifiable degree in school in the arts because like he didn't want me to go for music he was like you just go get a business degree or something mm-hmm. so graphic design was like a booming market when I started going to school and then when I realized like I couldn't stay in New York living around my dad and like family pushing me to do business and and like take on endeavors that I wanted to being like more creative and I so I actually intentionally planned to become more independent from when I was like I don't know 22 24 get away from people who didn't want to support what I wanted to do and it took me a lot longer but I'm doing it cuz like I moved out to Arizona and then I've been here, what, three years, I would say. Mm-hmm. And so my plan was get my own place and start doing things more creatively, which I have been. So it's like I actually did stick to my plan. It's just taking way longer than I thought it would be. Sure. And I think people don't formulate a plan and stick to it. Or like when it falters early, they just kind of let go of it. But mm-hmm. I think, but I I love change, so it's like I always want to be doing something new. Where mm-hmm. I feel like most people want to just get stable, so they could like not have to worry about things anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. 
someone someone was talking to me. Um, I mentioned uh, doing the podcast and how it was kind of like a, a a new project and something that we were like working on, you know, and trying to figure out the odds and ends of, and especially coming from uh, you know kind of backgrounds where we didn't have any real experience. Like we're just learning on the fly and trying to figure a lot of stuff out um, as we go along with it. And someone told me like the new the the new business model for success is fail often and fail early, like you know have have those roadblocks and have like when that roadblock happens or when you stumble or you hit that wall, just know it's coming. You know, yeah. There's it's just like your first time in graphic design, the first time you did you know, a page and you looked at it and you go, man, this is garbage, right? <laughs> like, yeah. you might have thought, oh, I'm going to do really well at this. And then it, it well, took, there was a learning curve. You know, I could yeah. be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe you, nah, like, every maybe time the first the, project the funny, you were you just say, like, I'm killing it, you know? Yeah, like, that's what, that's what yeah. most graphic designers uh-huh. think. You're just like, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. Like, I'm the mm-hmm. best designer ever. And then you go back and you look at it. Yeah. Like four years later or three years later or not even that long, maybe yeah. like a month later and you'd be like, this shit is trash. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a hindsight thing. Right. Yeah. So imagine how we're going to feel like 50 episodes in and we look back on this. Right? Well, I already think, I already think back to like the first episode or like the, when we were just setting up equipment and thinking, okay, well we're going to record and it's going to be fun and funny. And it's like, I think we we are, there is an evolution to what's going on. I think we're getting a little better yeah. and I think we're getting a little more comfortable. We're getting more of like a format. You know, sometimes it's hit and miss, I think. Um, but that's, that's life, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I was thinking about um, my my background as a pilot. You know, the, at, when I was um, a early in my early phases of flight training before I got a private certificate, um, I would get a lot of really positive feedback, a lot of praise from like my instructors because I was kind of one of those dudes that was lucky. I'd been doing it in my head for so long, and I had studied for so long before I actually started flight training that. I don't want to say I'm a natural or was a natural. I just took to it a lot easier. And there's with any with any job, like some people are awesome at sports or or graphics or drawing or writing. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. have people have their their strength areas. And um and then there's other people that have to really fight hard to get like they have to work their butt off to become like average. Um I think that's how I am with graphic design. Yeah. I just, I got to... You feel like you had a, a natural tendency to do it? No. You had to I work your like, butt off to become yeah, an average. I had to okay. work at it to become average. But I was like, I feel like anybody could be a graphic designer, to be honest with you. Just like you have to... If you have some creative... Learn the rules. Yeah. Which is interesting because like, I feel like I haven't found my... I know this is going to sound cheesy, my passion yet. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But is, do you feel like flying is your passion? Like your 100% passion? Yeah. Most, most of the time, yes. But there's other times too when... You know, if it's a job, it's it's a job. You know, and then you have you have those days where you're just like, man, this is this work. You know, I, I went to school for a long time. I spent a lot of money on that education to yeah. get to a point where it's like, okay, if I work for several years, I can basically pay off <laughs> what I invested yeah. to have this as a, an opportunity. So you feel but, like you feel like if you were put on the planet to do anything, it would be flying. My my like head you, is yeah, my you, head is always in the clouds, so yeah, you know, uh, like I'm always yeah. No, I mean, I I just if I if I was gonna be able to be anything, I just want to be a bird, man. I just want to fly for freedom, but I mean, that's not like a it's not like a real option. I can't go apply for a job. It's like, what do you want to be? I just want to be a bird. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? I can't yeah, just yeah. I can't just morph into a different creature and then like yeah. go eat seeds and whatever. That's cool, but um. But what, hey, what I was, for you. but what I was gonna say though is, um, you know, with with that with a goal, 
there's that there's that moment of failure. And I remember when I went to advanced training, when I was learning to fly like um, like jets or bigger planes, complex planes, and you go fly in a simulator, which is you know it's I'm talking like a like a real simulator. In training, you use it's like a computer. It's nothing fancy. Mm. It's you just sit at a desk and kind of like follow these dots and needles around. The first time you get into an actual simulator, it's just like being in a real plane and it's so realistic and you get really involved in it. And um, I was at this, you know, like week long training course and I was with a really good friend of mine. We'd went, we'd gone through our, a lot of our basic training stuff together mm. and I was at the controls and I, I let off the controls for a second because I was just like kind of uncomfortable and I thought I had like hit the autopilot and I was kind of getting used to using autopilot mm-hmm. and I took my foot off the rudder controls and that I don't get in too much detail about that but basically I engaged the, the autopilot and I took my foot off the, the rudder which I really needed because we were simulating losing an engine mm-hmm. so the airplane wants to roll like that's the tendency it wants to do. And I was like burying my foot in it. And I was like, oh my God, you know? And finally I was, oh cool, I can hit the autopilot. And I did. And it was learning. It was a learning experience. I let off and the plane started to roll like towards the earth. And, yeah. and I crashed Wait, so it. I crashed, crashed the, the simulator. And it, you, so it, in the industry, you call it a red screen. Like the, the screen just flashes red, which just means you're dead. Everyone's dead. Oh my God. And I remember, dude, I, I had such a hard time. Even though it was... A, a hypothetical, yeah, it's not a, it's not real. Is there a weight to the, to the test? Like, is it like go against your record long term that sticks on your record? Like, no, not at oh, that, okay. not at that phase. You know, I mean, yeah, they do kind of keep tabs on. Your, like you know, your, if you get a license, like a like a speeding ticket, how it's like on your record for like five no, years. No, it's not if like you, that. If you get a red screen, does no, it stay on. No, your no, not in not in simulation, not in practice. Now, if that happened in real life, yes, but it, also you. In a lot of cases, you'd just be dead. So if it if it's on your record, it's like, hey, it's a dead guy's record, mm-hmm. and that, that's a really bad thing to say. And I'm, I don't I don't want to say that, <laughs> like like awful. But yeah, I mean, in real in the real world, if you make mistakes, it yeah, it's kind of on your record. It's like a driving record. Gotcha. But um, but I just brought that up because it, it's just an example that popped into my mind about something that I was really striving to do super well at. And I had so much pressure, and I was so excited to do like the best I could. And then I made a really simple mistake and, and, and then I beat myself up over it afterwards. Yeah. And it was like, it was hard to get back into the class afterwards. Like I, I was like, Hey, my instructor's like, dude, just go take a breather. Like go walk around, like think over what happened and then we'll like review this. And yeah. I just was like, fuck dude. Like I thought I was so much better than that. But yeah, the truth is when you want to be good at something, you have to fail to be good at it in the future. Yeah. You know, and so like I'm glad that happened because I'll never make that same mistake again, ever. You mm-hmm. know, like I learned so much from it that I'll never make that particular mistake again. Not and not to say I will never make another mistake, right? But that one just really stood out to me. It's the only time I ever had a red screen ever in training, like yeah. any like recurring training or anything like that. Never, never happened again. But it sticks in your ma- in your mind, like when uh, your your accomplishments and your failures they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I'm sure. I um, that's one thing I'm learning now is like, as I get older, I would say it's like not beat myself up more than is necessary because like people have a tendency, and I I I say people because like this is what I do. It's like I'll set a goal, or at least I used to do this. Set a goal, say I want to do it by this date, 
And then I'm a procrastinator. So like at yeah. the very last minute is probably when I'll get it done. Yeah. And sometimes if like it doesn't affect anybody else, it's just like a personal goal. And the day comes, I won't do it. And then the next day I'll beat myself up. I'll be like, oh, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. You're pathetic. You're like this X, Y, Z. And like constantly just bash myself to the point where it's like I beat myself into the dirt where I don't even leave the opportunity to even want to attempt it again. And it's like, um, I think that's the killer. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, you're your own worst enemy. It's just like you need to, all right, you didn't do it yesterday. Try doing it today. Like, don't worry about yesterday. It's Try. gone. You know what I mean? Like, Try. yesterday is gone. So just do it today. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I just want to talk about that and see, like, what could come of it. So as far as, you know, ambition goes, right? Like, the definition of her ambition is a strong desire for personal achievement. Is that the definition? Did you look that up? Before? I did. I, I actually <laughs> looked up a couple different things because I've, I, I want to get... I want to get better at doing some kind of like a little bit more research when we have a topic. And even though this wasn't a specific, like we were kind of trying to veer away from picking a topic, but we also want to make sense about what we're talking about. Yeah. Right? Like we so, want to at least offer some information, which is something we didn't so, even do. Like we said we would. We never really did. I, we never really did. I mean, we did like maybe 5% of what we could have done. Right. So um, there's, we have a lot of room for growth in this experience but we're learning dude like we're learning we're like little kids in this all right what can i google so, to talk about so ambition well you can look up whatever you want i here i just want to share something else okay about uh, ambition that i looked up um so yes a desire for personal advancement that is that means goal setting yeah goals don't have to be financially motivated like ambition doesn't mean i have to be rich or i want to be rich now mm. i think the more money you make the more comfortable you can be but we were talking about that i think one of our little maybe two episodes ago or something and you said that you found that people that make like seventy five thousand are equally as happy as people that make like 150 or 200 or whatever like yeah. there's a, there's a there's a certain number that once you make you know you, you can't you're really, never happier you're not going to be any happier. the rest right? of your happiness yeah is if you're a millionaire right. you're probably as happy as a billionaire or whatever you know but right. anyway um but um, another thing I thought was interesting looking up ambition was that the usage of the word has declined every year since 1800 until the like until the year 2000. Wait, say that again. Okay, so the the usage of the word ambition, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. like the concept of it, has been on the decline from the 1800s until the year 2000 ish, and then it had this mild upturn. So I don't. I think. So you're According, saying people people weren't using the word, they were using it less over time till 2000, and then what is it on the upcline now? Like a little bit, it's it's, but it's like baby steps too. It, it, it was a really interesting graph that I saw, and again, mm -hmm. I don't know how accurate this is. I, I saw it on the internet. Okay, so it's true. Not no, it's true. It's true. You saw it has to be true. But but my logic, my thinking on that is that people since the 1800s started, uh, or in the 1800s, there was. A, that's kind of when the world changed a lot from the old school. I don't know my timeline, like 1800s wise. Cause like, all right, here's the thing though. In the 1800s, was there room for ambition? There wasn't room for ambition. It's like, I can't imagine in the 1800s that people could just come up with an idea and be like, Oh, I want to do this. Or maybe they had one of five things they could pick 
to be ambitions. Like, <laughs> like I want to be a better farmer, a cattle or, herder, a yeah. farmer, or like a shoemaker, okay. or uh, I don't know. But okay, so like ambition is from the Latin root word of ambitio, which or uh, am ambire, meaning go around. So it was like a term that was used by politicians in Roman times. That would, oh. that would be going around and kind of like trying to promote themselves, promoting their name, trying to gain favor with the, the general public. Yeah. So I could see looking at it in that, that sense how it could be on a decline because, the you know, political climate definitely changed. And <laughs> You know, it popped in my head when you said the Romans, though. It's like I could only imagine like 10 or 12 Romans standing around Jesus. Like this oh. motherfucker's got too much ambition. Like, <laughs> Like, let's deal with this. Oh, and then he's dead. And like everybody who was there, was like, yeah, just You're like, like, look at this let's guy. not be ambitious anymore. Uh, See mean, what ambition costs? Our, our party was getting soft and this dude just turned water into <laughs> wine. I mean, just showing everybody up. Yeah, this guy's a little oh, too ambitious. All right. Right? All right. <laughs> um, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, that just popped in my no, head. <laughs> that was a good one, Kevin. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Stop man. Stop being ambitious. <laughs> Wait, so... You know what I hear more when I was growing up? I used to hear, like, you know, you always had like friends or like other family members who your grandfather always be like, oh, that guy, he don't have no ambition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like somebody close that close enough to your network or your circle, you'd be like, oh, he doesn't have an ambition. He, it kind of like stereotypes that person. <laughs> but like, I don't hear that term anymore. But I know in pop culture now, like, the thing people say is like, are you living your dream or living your best life? Mm. Or like, I hate that phrase. By the way, I hate people say living my best life. Yeah, I, know, I don't I know. To me, it, it just seems real goofy. Yeah, it's it's a fad. It's a trend. I got it. Yeah. It'll be gone in five more years. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, or like, find your passion. What's your passion? Yeah. What do you want to do? What are you passionate about? Yeah. It's like, it just sounds it's, good. It's like a nice thing to say to somebody. But like, it, how? Well, I don't know. I think when people mean, say ha- passion, they're trying to mix like <clears throat> ambition with feelings or it's like ambition used to be like a real a term that represents like discipline and like hard work and just rigidity mm-hmm. and like you know as to as opposed to like feelings where it's like what do you love what do you you know feel good about what do you feel like you want to do and it's like when you say passion it's like okay what do you love that you're willing to work hard at yeah and i think that's where that comes in we're living in the best times now where it's like it doesn't take much to start working on your dreams, I guess, which is something they didn't have in the 1800s. Mm. Like, I don't know. What was going on in the 1800s that we could uh Honestly, I don't know. I guess people were probably, I, I would I would think that was kind of in that era, at least in the United States, of like the gold rush. Like when people were trying to find gold, like gold was the way up yeah. back then. So I think, again, this is just my opinion. Uh, I think the goal was to become prosperous, like to get financial gain. I think that was probably the most important thing. Yeah. In like the 1800s, because people were breaking their backs, like working hard, just you know, essentially for survival, just you know, to have food and shelter and that kind of biz. Uh, I don't. I think being in the lap of luxury was well outside of most people's thought. Like, you know, yeah. Cause we talked about this before too, where it, it didn't matter. You didn't have to worry about what kind of car you drove or had or anything at that point in time, because it, they didn't exist. It just wasn't relevant. It wasn't relevant at all. It was maybe like 
who had the most land or the most cattle or the you know the the most farming land mm. or maybe the most slaves or you know the most help. when did slavery end that's a good question look that one up when look did that one up slavery end 1865 okay so if you were a slave in 1800 your ambition was to be free yeah so that okay so at least we have one thing that we could use the, the, the word hey, ambition i'm living for. the life right now <laughs> You're like, hey thank you everyone yeah we're... so 1800 so slavery and what became 1865 Slavery in what became the United States probably began with the arrival of 20 and odd enslaved Africans to the British colony of Virginia in 1619. It officially ended with the ratification of the 13th Amendment in 1865. So, look at that. Slavery ended in 1865. There you go. Wait, so... People have been working on goals ever since. (laughs) Working on goals ever since. But wait, so people stop using the word ambition. No, I said the word was on decline, according to the graph I saw. Decline. Yeah. How do they even know that? Like, how do they know a word's been less used? Because you can't track that shit. There was no, like, Siri listening in your pocket in 1900 (laughs) to say, oh, yeah, he's not using the word ambition. There's a lot of librarians out there. A lot of people maybe looked at, like, how often that word would appear in a book or in some kind of literature or... You know, like there's, there, if it was on a graph, it has to have been formatted somehow. Yeah, but what's the basis? I don't really know. I don't really care. I, I know. Just I'm, saw thinking, I'm trying to think about it. I'm, I care because I'm like, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> wait. There's nobody like, there's like nobody said, no, following somebody checking. around yeah. saying, oh, did you use the word uh, ambition? Okay, right. How many times it? did you use it this week? Yeah. <laughs> did you? So, did, yeah, it's not like they held mm-hmm. town hall meetings and it's like, and all like right, we're going to go through all the mm-hmm. words in dictionary and yeah. you guys raise your hand if you use it. <laughs> did you? Yeah. How many people use the word fortitude? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Twelve? Okay, twelve. No, I mean, I don't know how you could actually chart that, but. Yeah, that's weird to me. I don't know if I, I buy into that. I don't know. Like I said, I saw it on the if, internet, so it's got to be real. Well, if they counted the words in the books, maybe I'll buy that. But like, who's... Who created that graph? Yeah. Some kind of uh, some kind of ambition hater. <laughs> some kind of a hater was ambition. like, oh, you know, I don't like that word. I don't like, I don't like people trying to accomplish goals. I'm just going to make that word seem to fade out. Mm. And I think the only reason that word got on the up on the up climb of that chart was because of Wale, man. Like that Wale song, "Ambition" is solid, dude. Love if you don't know, ambition. just I'm just saying. Hey, if you're not familiar with that one, if you like rap music, you probably nobody's got ambition like fucking rappers, bro. But yeah, but that's their whole business, dude. A rapper's entire business is to talk about like money and. Cars and jewelry, like that's the whole premise you just, of that. I'm business. so offended right now. I can, I don't I'm care. I'm so dude. offended right I now. I don't care. I listen because that's not true. Or killing some people. Some rappers do that. Not all rappers. All right. Well, like Little Dicky talks about like funny stuff. So I don't. But J Cole talks about <laughs> really conscious stuff. Um, I don't know. Not all rappers like pop I, rappers. Listen, about that shit. listen. No need to be offended, son. I I like the genre of music, and I know that there are a lot of times people come out there and say some like creative stuff that's not necessarily just about having fancy cars. But it does make yeah. a good chunk of that. It does make a good chunk of that industry. Let's just be honest about it. Yeah, it's like who's? who's I'm still saying I like that song. 
Like anything, nah. anything Rick Ross is in. Rick Ross is at a dope ass house too. Like he has that. Yeah. Anytime he hears raw, like I just, I just, I <laughs> get thing, excited every time. He's like raw. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Rick Ross for me is like I can't take him seriously, bro. I nah. can't. Nah, because why? Because I grew up in the era where rappers actually had to be what they were talking about. So like. Like from the street. Like maybe? I'll take Fifty Cent seriously because that's his life. I'll take Eminem seriously because that they lived out life. Rick Ross was a correction officer. So he's a correction officer that took on this persona of free, free way Ricky Ross, the drug dealer. Okay, who's a real person. All right, I, I see where you're going s- now. All stole right. his his identity and personality. And started like emulating that, and then and then started rapping about a life that he wasn't about. So it's like for me, for somebody who knows the inside, it's like, nah, bro, you were you weren't about it, so don't rap about it. Like, I mean, he calls his label Maybach Music. Like Maybach is like the like the top the end car. Mercedes car, but he didn't create that. Yeah, he but didn't like invent I can't that. I can't take him seriously because like he's not. About that, I feel you. Yeah, if Rick Ross walked in right now and was like, Hey, what's up, Kevin? Raw, he'd be like, What up, dude? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. He'd be like, like, Bring nah. 50 Cent in, whatever, dude. First of all, they're beefing, so 50 and, and Rick Ross wouldn't well, be how, in the same room together. So, like, I don't know how we got onto this. I, I, mean, I guess I started it, but still, like, 50 Cent dude sold out to like Coca Cola. He's like a co owner in Coca Cola. Shut the fuck up. Dude. That's not true. You, you're mistaken. He, 50 Cent bought into Vitamin Water, and Vitamin Water got bought out by Coca Cola. Right? What's wrong so, with that? So that's a business move, though. He made serious coin off of like Coca Cola, dude. Yeah, like, that's nothing to do with his rap. That's nothing to do with his rap style. So, but he never rapped about nothing that he wasn't about, though. Like, if you listen to Fifty's raps, like Fifty was about that life, whereas Rick Ross was not about that All life. Right. All right. So I I get it. I mean, like, I don't want you being <laughs> heated over this. I just nah, I get I get heated over rap, bro. <laughs> it's like Takashi Six Nine, right? Like. Oh. Dude, he like, was talking all that gangbanger stuff yeah. and then went to jail and snitch on everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. everybody. Yeah. So it's like, eh, I can't take rappers like that seriously. Don't get me wrong. They make banger music, but. Yeah. Here's the here's the best the best Takashi meme oh right here, dude. Oh, God. Is that the one? What is that? Um, it was, casino? It was from Casino, dude. Can, right I put that, can I put that up? Can I show that I, or what? <laughs> You can. I don't know if it's gonna make it in. I don't know if you can see that, but um, oh, I'll Google it and try to edit, put it in the video. We'll try to throw that in there. Yeah, that's a. If you're a fan of Casino, great. You know, yeah. Joe Pesci and uh, that's an ambitious guy. I didn't like Casino. (laughs) Anyway, oh well, that's okay. We don't have to like all the same stuff, but but you still got the reference. It's still good. Like for a meme right there. What's up, Takashi? Yeah, fake ass. Is he? Oh man, how do we get onto that? Um, we should yeah. probably we should probably be more prepared. I could cycle back into ambition because I did like again for for once in this experience I took some what I think are just like a little short notes, decent. Notes. Oh, you took notes? I did. I want to share. I want to share. I'm going to share um, quick. Quick. I'm going to do the top five right here. Okay. Like, All right. So, um, I think in order to succeed with your ambition so we're already agreeing that ambition means like setting a goal right right like, and then how do you 
how do you get to the, how do you get from step one, which is the idea to step the, which is being, well, we could call it step like a hundred or a thousand or whatever, because there's, there's probably depending on how ambitious your goal is, it's, it's not as easy as going from like one, two, three and you're done. Most of the time it's going to take several steps. I love that saying, you know, overnight success usually takes 15 years. Like everything, everything that's good takes time and it takes effort. Um, So I started thinking about how do, how do you go from setting a goal to achieving a goal? So I started thinking about what are the traits of successful people? There's a lot of great books out there, you know, like seven habits of successful people, highly effective people, highly effective people, right? There's a lot of book, right? Well, I'm not reading. I'm audio booking it. Yeah. Um, and Did you read it? It's great stuff. I've read that in the past. It's been a while, and I, I actually have it, so I could refresh on that too. I have a couple other books that uh, are on that same on that same like wavelength, mm-hmm. and I think that's also I think it's also why you and I like get along as friends and stuff because you've mentioned that in the last several years of your life you start paying more attention to kind of like self help or motivational things, you know. And, I, and well, I've I think always paid attention to it like all my life. You want. When I was a kid, like eight years old, yeah. but I'm getting better at it, like actually executing. Well, it starts plans. to mean more to you. Also, you know, when you're young, it doesn't really, there's no resonance to it. You just kind of go, oh, these are like wise words from older people. And and you also think when you're a young person, I'll get to it later, right? Like as right, the older you, the right, older you, right, right. the older you get, the more you realize that your clock's running. Yeah. Um, That's the thing with me now. It's like, oh my God, like later is now, which is why I'm like panicking to get my shit together. It's mm-hmm. just like... Uh yeah, I don't know. I'm 35, so it's like half my life is done. Yeah. If I'm lucky, I'll make it to 70. If anyone's lucky, they make it to 70, mm-hmm. right? So it's like uh looking back on it, it's like, yo, half my life is done. Not only just half, but it's like the best half of your life cuz you only get to be a teenager and experience things. It's like a like seven-year stretch, you know? Yeah, yeah. and then like when you're a young adult, you look the best you're ever gonna look. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? right. Like no, but they don't really tell you that. They don't tell you, hey, you're. No, people do, but you don't listen. You, you don't just listen. go, I don't. Yeah, whatever. I'm yeah. You're like, yeah, you know, what I was talking about. I got mm. forever. Yeah, and it's like thirty hits, and it was like, ah, forever wasn't that yeah. long. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Uh, Pink Floyd is a far departure from rap music or from Fifty Cent or whatever. But like, are you familiar with Pink Floyd as a band? Yeah, the Wall, man. Yeah, the Wall. Best, right? best fucking. Is it like one a, of the best albums? It's a it's a rock opera, right? Yeah. So um, there was a kind of a behind the scenes um, from I think it was from the Wall actually, and Roger Waters, who was like the the front man from Pink Floyd, he was talking about growing up in the English society and how education was just crammed down his throat and his mother. His mother was like a, a smotherer. She, she mm. just like you know, hey man, teacher, leave them kids alone. That's like one of my, that's my favorite Pink Floyd song. Yeah, yeah. He was he was just so in, you know bombarded by that. And I remember listening to him in this interview where he said um, he had been raised so strictly by his mother to like you know just get good grades and mm. to and to be preparing and to be planning for this future. And he had to be preparing, 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 like be ready for the future, be ready for the future. And then he had this, you know, light bulb moment as I think, you know, a late teenager, maybe early twenties where he realized that 
there wasn't a day in his life that was going to be in the future. Every day was the future. Like that was, yeah. that was when that, you know, that, that epiphany moment happened for him. And that's he, smart to catch it young, man. Cause well, like, I've, yeah. I won't, sorry, go ahead. Finish no, no. It's, I mean, that's kind of what I was saying. It's just <clears throat> the, the point, the point of it being is that we all have to remember that it's, it's already happening. Yeah. It, like, when you talk about the seize the day, it's another stupid, like card paid. How many do you see like those stuff? It was a great. That was a great quote in um, that that movie with Robin Williams or whatever. Was that a movie quote? Yeah. Is that where all those basic bitches got from? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. No, you know what I I realized. Oh, it's Captain like my Captain. What was that movie called? Oh, Captain my Captain. I'm gonna look it up. Good anyway. one. No, that wasn't good. It wasn't good one. Honey. That was another one. My um fan. Anyone listening is like, oh, it's that. <laughs> These guys are idiots. It's yeah. that. <laughs> um, what I realized is like. My parents were always trying to beat self-discipline and going along with that Pink Floyd thing. My parents were always trying to beat discipline into me. Like my mom would like get angry first response, like put your clothes away, like go shower now. And her first <coughs> instinct was just like, just like anger, zero to hundred real quick. And it's like, she was trying to discipline me. She was trying to like get me to do things to be rigid from a young age. Mm-hmm. And my dad too. My dad was the same thing. Yeah. But what they don't tell you is, and I, let me, well, I, I'll finish that thought. So like what I realized like was the more they tried to discipline me, the less I became disciplined. Mm-hmm. Because when I was, when I was, when I was in junior high, my mom used to beat me all the time to finish my homework. Like she would sit at the dinner table with me and make sure I did my homework. And I would come like in, in Trinidad, we would do like first place, second place. So like we actually got placed in class. And like at the end of the term, I would always be like first or second place or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in secondary school, she started working and she wouldn't like sit with me at the table. So I like flunked like all my classes. And then I got through high school, but then my dad ended up, I moved to New York with my dad, and my dad ended up being the same way. Where it's just like, as soon as you get up, make your bed. As soon as you get up, shower. As soon as you get up, mm-hmm. and it's like, bro, why are you stressing me? Like you're just stressing. And I didn't understand the discipline they wanted me to have, yeah. but I also feel like it's counterproductive when parents try that hard to discipline you or like authority figure. And I get it; it comes from a place of them wanting the best for you, right? But I don't think they're very mindful of the execution of it and how well it's gonna you know what i mean it's like that saying where the the close the the harder you squeeze your hand the more like the sand falls out or whatever mm. that saying is mm. somebody's like this guy's a fucking idiot he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but you know what i'm saying it's like the more you the more, the more you, you squeeze you the more that grip, gets through the crack right, right. Yeah. so it's like i think that's a that has a lot to do with it where it's like people of authority want you to do so well that they try to mold you into something they think you should be and you they think you should be as opposed to just trying to help you get to where you want to be mm-hmm. which i i would almost say like <clears throat> the way they dealt, me, dealt with me as far as discipline was concerned was counterproductive because i spent all my 20s like rebelling like every time i had yeah. to do something right yeah i'll just be like nah that feels like authority like even if i was sitting by myself and i was like I should do my homework or I should get up and go do something or 
I should look for a job and apply for a job. It's just like, and I'm not trying to blame them, but it's just like, it feels like authority. And I was like, I, I've been through that. I don't want to do that to myself. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. And it's like only in the past couple of years, I'm like, all right, I get it. But like, what do I want to be disciplined? And so now I work out like a lot, even though I'm not in shape, but like I have the discipline to work out mm -hmm. and I have the discipline to like not drink so much and try to eat healthier. And it's like, I'm, there's a reason they call it self-discipline, right? It's mm -hmm. like something you have to do for yourself. Yeah. Like no matter how much somebody tries to beat it inside your head, yeah. it's like, it's not, it, it, you can't win. Like, I just feel like it has to come from inside. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're in a different path. You know, you're in a different zone. Since you moved to Arizona, you are kind of out there on your own. So it's probably the probably the best thing for you because yeah, you were, you're at that zone of independence where no one's checking in on you. You know what I mean? Like the, your, your mom or your dad, they can't just knock on the door and be like, hey, we're just here to see how you are, bring you like right. some bread or something. Which I feel like is better because <coughs> now I have the freedom to do what I want to do. And the thing yeah. about it is, it's like, I actually do want to do good things. Like, yeah. I do want to get in shape. I do want to work out. I do want to make more money. I do want to be happier. I do want to take care of the people around me or, like, be good to people. So, it's like, mm. I don't know. Do you feel that way when you, like, left the the nest, so to speak? That Yeah. Totally. <coughs> um, the movie quote, by the way, I just got to back a step up. It was um, Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet. I've never seen that one. It's actually a really great movie. It's about Who was in it? Robin Williams and then some other dudes. <laughs> I think it came out like the late eighties, maybe like maybe early nineties. But anyway, um, that was where the Carpe Diem's quote came from. Um, yeah, nineteen eighty nine. Um, that's when that came out. He was he played an English teacher named John Keating and inspired his class of students to follow their dreams. Um, a lot of reading in that book. It was in mean, that movie. It was a you know, it was definitely yeah. That Ethan Hawke, man, what's, what's, yeah. what is he doing with himself? He's he's just being ambitious. Oh. Ever since no. training day, like he hasn't, he just kind of fell off the face of yeah. the earth, didn't he? Yeah. Well, oh. I shouldn't say that. I, I feel the same as you, though. Um, once, I, once I was out of the nest and I realized I had to kind of like fend for myself, I definitely felt some pressure to do the best I can with what I was doing, you know, and like... Like college, and we've already talked about not really being fans of the college system or um, further education, putting yourself into debt over going to school, that type of stuff. But like when I did go back to college or back to school, I had a lot more pressure to do well because I was paying for it out of my own pocket. I had chosen a subject I was really, I really cared about. And then um, for me, that was definitely part of my growth evolution. Like I, that was when I started to mature in some ways but yeah, yeah you know and then um like like when my mom passed away um like in the last few months that she was alive i had a lot of pressure to i felt a lot of pressure to be at the top of my game all the time yeah um because i didn't know if you know if she like, would have if she would like fall in the house or something I didn't necessarily want to like call an ambulance and spend like whatever. I don't know what it costs to have an ambulance come to your house. Twelve thousand dollars is a lot, dude. It's a lot, and I figured, I figured like if I could just throw her in the car and like take her to the hospital, I'd rather do that. But I also, you know, like I was stressed out because I knew I knew she was like dying, and my my gut instinct to combat those feelings was like to drink, 
You know, yeah. like I wanted to like have a drink to like knock that edge off, but I also was aware enough to know that that was the worst time for me to to do it because yeah. I had to be responsible all the way through. So did you drink or did you not? No, no, like like I didn't drink at all for like 2 months. Really? How, however long it was between when she was like diagnosed, diagnosed and and got ill and then passed away. After she passed away, I drank like a fish for like weeks. Um, which again, not healthy. It wasn't a good, wasn't a good thing for me. And I was, I was lucky. I mean, I kind of like hit it from some people. Um, but I also had enough support. Like, you know, like my, my dad came out, some of my good friends were there and like kind of rallied with me and showed their, their respect for my mom and their love towards me and the rest of my family. And I realized pretty quickly that like, okay, I can't, I can't like drown my, sorrow yeah i just had to kind of move on from it um but you know as uh again i realized in the ambitious sense i had other like life goals i had other things i wanted to do and i realized that if i went down that rabbit hole it would be a lot harder to get out of so i didn't want to i don't want to dig myself any further in that than i than i was already in yeah how long did you live on your own on how many years in your life how many years of my life have i lived on my own yeah like combined total? Yeah. I don't know, like 10. Really? That's good. But I'm 40 something too. I'm 40. Well, I'm 41. Yeah. So like, now, say, the, the reason why I ask is because like I got a late start. Now, I, I, I shouldn't say I got a late start. I started late personally. Like yeah. I'm a late bloomer in the sense that when I was 23, I moved out of my dad's house. I went, I got a basement room apartment. It was a room I was renting. And my cousin came to live with me like a couple of weeks or a couple of months after. And then mm. we got a basement apartment together yeah. that we were sharing. And then we lived together. And then the landlord sold the house. So we had to move out. So my cousin moved in with his girlfriend. And then I moved in with my grandmother, my uncle. And I lived with them until 30. How old was I when I moved there? 32. So I only, just 35, yeah, 35, yeah, yeah. So I've only legit lived on my own and established my own independence for three years in my entire life, which is kind of like, no, I don't, I don't, you know, again, I don't think of like, I, I think I said 10 years and I would have to really think a little harder about that to be fully sure. I mean, yeah. When you say live on your own, does that include roommates? Like, nah, like just, no roommates. Oh, like, like no like, roommates? No roommates, nobody. No girlfriend. What about that? Is nah, that a girlfriend no count? girlfriend. Oh, God, dude. Well, the time I lived on my own in that case turned into like maybe five years. All right. But yeah, same as you. You know, like when, once I was done with high school, I lived with my dad for a couple of months. And then I moved in with my grandmother because yeah. she had a house and it was paid for and it was like rent Fuck was yeah, cheap and that was when I was going to college and stuff. It was like, that was the setup to have, you know? Yeah. Plus I was, had a good job. I was making good money. It was a good time for me to get that jump <laughs> at. I thought that was a good time to get a jump at life. Yeah. Um, and it was also good for my grandmother too because she was older. She felt way more secure having like a 20-something-year-old boy in the house, you know? like Yeah, I it think was, that... It was, yeah. I was, I've always been a family guy too, you know? Like you, have, you are too, so... Yeah. But I do feel like in the past three years I've lived on my own, the growth I've made as a person just because, yeah, because yeah, the thing like it's been accelerated because the things I get to do what I want to do. And I'm a, I think I'm a good person in nature. So it's like the things I choose to associate myself with is good things. Right. And yeah. then like you get to, for me, I, I feel like I've had, I had like an unfair advantage in the sense that I got to move away from everyone of influence. 
And it's just like, now I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. Like, it's, yeah. it's real genuine freedom and independence in the sense that, you know, because even if you live in the same state with family, like, even though family always want the best, well, that's not even true. But most family want what's best for you. Most. Most. Yeah. And I'm not speaking on mine. I'm speaking just in, in general. general. Yeah. But, like, when you live close by, they always have influence. And like you, t- if you talk to them or see them a little too often, they'll stick in your head and they'll say something. And it's just like I got to do what this person wants me to do. Whereas, yeah. as opposed to like now, me personally, I get to do whatever fuck I want to do. And it's like I choose to wake up six thirty on a Saturday and do my chores and like go to the gym at like by nine a.m., ten a.m. on a Saturday. And it's mm-hmm. just like. Bro, I should have moved out. I feel like yeah. I should have moved out by the age of 20 and like got on and just like done it on my own. You know, I was also terrified at that age to like live on my own. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I wasn't very. Did it, you have the courage to live on your own at that age? Um, no, nah, not really. Yeah, I didn't have the physical courage. Like I didn't have. And it wouldn't have worked out for you. And I'll tell you why. Why? Because you weren't ready. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you, you're. You're ready now. Now is the time. Yeah. So the last few years, that's the time. And yeah. If I think it's important to push yourself beyond the the boundaries of your comfort zone, like I think that's really important to success and growth. Yeah. But I also think it can mess you up, dude. Like you can really throw if it's yourself. Too soon. Yeah, dude. You know, I I think there's a lot of people that I, I know a lot of I know some people that are in like their 30s that have never left home that like still live with their parents and i'm like your parents should kick you out you know like like you're you're being too much of a nurturer get them out of the nest and i also i remember someone else or some saying about like the goal of a good parent is to raise your children like like they're birds i said something about being a bird earlier like the goal of a uh, a bird is (laughs) (laughs) when when the when the little chickadees are in the nest right they're like they they, they, they're in the egg and they bust out and then mama bird goes and throws them a couple worms right like and tries to get them like flap their wings like the goal is to get them to flap their wings so when they jump they fly like they don't they don't just hit the ground they don't just nosedive into the ground the goal is to get them so they can spread their wings and fly away and then go build their own nest. Yeah. I think right. my dad was trying to do yeah. that with me. He was trying to like get me to be independent, but he strong-armed me, which yeah. made me like resentful maybe. Yeah, it made I don't know if resentful is right, but it made me like yeah, it made me resentful to the fact of responsibility. Whereas now as I get older it's like, nah, responsibility is a good thing, but the way he made the way he sold it to me yeah. was like it's not like it, it responsibility is part of being coming an adult, which is also part of being completely unhappy. Like you're going to be unhappy. You're going to be fucking miserable having to do this, but yeah. it's what you got to do. Yeah. And it's just like, who wants to grow up with that mentality? You yeah. know what I mean, who wants to actually like be on there? Now I live on my own and it's like, bro, responsibility is, is kind of cool. Cause it's like, work yeah it's work but but it's not it feels rewarding yeah it's not the way he made it out to be and i wonder like how many parents do that to their kids like how many parents like is it just my parents or is it like no way dude like all and i but i do feel like here's the thing going on to what you said earlier i feel like people get the independence too young in america and the the reason why i say that is because like 
U of A is pretty close, and then ASU is close. And what I notice happening is like a lot of people I've come and met in Arizona, Arizona since I've been here. It's like they left when they were eighteen, went out to college, got roommates, and they were like drink all the time and have fun and party. And then they just kind of got jobs, and like, you know, got stable and met their peers and like got mm-hmm. married and stuff. But their mentality is like the same. Like the mentality is still, oh, let's go out and get drinks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's cool for a while, but like, it kind of I don't know. Like those people are happy, and it's a good life, but it's also like what's next they're not challenging themselves yeah they they haven't set and they've already accomplished what they set as that goal so a lot of people think right when they go to college i'm gonna i'm gonna finish this school i get a certain degree i'm gonna get a certain job i'm gonna get a certain husband wife we're gonna have this child i'm gonna get a you know what they used to say the american dream was like the house with a white picket fence right right right, right. so like you and they get it they do get it at a young age which is which is great which is which is awesome yeah because like but then what i want a family and shit but Mm -hmm. sorry go ahead no i'm just like we're we're agreeing we're yeah yeah, we're agreeing but go ahead you finish it i'm just saying like once you get all those things done your life becomes kind of stagnant like it just becomes routine at that point yeah unless you're setting that next goal like what is next and again, I'm great at talking about it. I'm not great at executing it either. Like uh, there's, so well, that's the flip I'm side. Owning, is like I'm you're, this. you're four. How old are you? Forty one. Yeah. And single, not married, no kids. Right. I'm thirty five and single, married, no kids. So let's backtrack and say, do we have it wrong? Are we talking out of our asses now? <laughs> I you think we mean? have we we have a certain amount of freedom that those people don't have because they're tied in. Like they, you know, if they're if they. You have to take care of your kids. You have to do all this. Like we have the freedom to not have to be responsible or accountable for those things. I'm not saying that we're right. Like we could have missed a lot of steps along the way. Maybe we should be married and have kids or whatever. Yeah. But I'm I'm pretty okay with my situation. I fucking you I'm, know I'm like, a, I'm great with my situation. Yeah, right I, I'm I'm. There's a lot of times when I feel like I'm lucky that I don't have to hold accountability to to the rest of that do you think do you think a family is in your future i've asked you this a lot yeah you always seem to get irritated every time i ask you but do you think a wife and kids is in your future um again i don't i don't think i get irritated about it but i'm i'm really i would like to say yes because i don't want to be i don't want to be like a curmudgeon i don't want to be like a lonely old man yeah um and it's like i like i i like girls and i like kids I don't really plan on having my own kids. And I've already said before that I accept someone I date will likely have kids or whatever. I'm not even opposed to the idea of adoption or whatever. I just. So I your wanna, goal I, is to not have your own kid. Your goal is to have a like a my, who already has a kid. My goal, if I were to get married or whatever, would just be to be a good provider and a good influence and a good leader for a household. But you don't want to start from scratch. I don't, if it happens, it does. I just haven't, I haven't, I've met the right people or the right girls in my life. Yeah. I just wasn't ready at the time. I messed a lot of things. You weren't up. right for them. I've messed up a lot of stuff. We talked about this yeah. first episode. We've already talked, yeah, <laughs> yeah we have yeah, talked yeah, yeah. about it. And again, I'm not getting frustrated or aggravated by it. I just know that there was times in my life where I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. I didn't have the ambition. I didn't have the right goal set. And the times when I did, I was with the wrong person. Mm. you know like and i'm not trying to pass the blame on someone else i just 
you know, when I, I had a relationship. I think that first girl you talked about was dope. Uh huh. Like, I feel like I wish it had worked out with that person. I kind of do too. I mean, again, yeah. I, I can't go back in time and change it, but yeah, yeah you can't. If, I'm just saying. Yeah, if if I I honestly thought she was gonna be like my all time life partner, and I think I did say in that episode, like my first. Do you love think you got too comfortable? Like you got too oh, comfortable sure. with that that idea yeah. in your own head, where it's like, yo, she's the one. She's good. This shit yeah. is on autopilot. So as long yeah. as I can do whatever the fuck I want, yep. because that's exactly what I think happened. Dang. Yep. I think I was. Crazy. I think I thought I was bigger and better. My head was bigger than my my brain, mm-hmm. and I thought I had my shit together. And I was like I said, making decent money. I got you know. Here's what I have to offer. I got a lot to offer. Yeah. And I stopped offering the right things because I was too focused on the wrong things. Yeah. So how are you gonna attain these goals of? I don't mean to put you on the spot. <sighs> um. Well, I'm gonna break down my list for you. Oh, you here's, got a list? Here's my list. Of, right. I, I, here's my list of um, ways to succeed at goal setting, or how, how to how to just tie in ambition. Um, step one is organization. To be organized, set set your goals, set a plan, mm-hmm. work through that, make it part of your daily routine. Um, Relaxation is important. You have to take time for yourself. You have to make time for the people you're with and make sure that that time is comfortable time, that the stress level is low. Balance. And yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's work hard, play hard, you know, but also like give yourself time to regenerate. You know, when you when you wear down that clock, like right now you're not feeling great. I didn't even realize you weren't feeling the best until we sat down. Nah, um, but I'm a hustler. I got but, mad but, ambition. But, but, but you got ambition, so you're not going <laughs> to cancel on this one. Yeah. Um, but then, and then taking action, you know, once you set your, once you set your sights and make, made your game plan, start taking action and then, you know, you're going to get knocked down. So fight it out every day, every day you, you get up should be, take at least one step in the direction of where you want to go. You know, that doesn't, if you want to build something, maybe you don't have the tools, but sit there and look at the schematic or figure out how to get it done. Right. Like spend time every day. Yeah. Figuring out how to how to achieve your goal, um, personal care, taking care of yourself, not drinking you know a lot of alcohol or eating the right foods, working out, keeping yourself healthy, taking vitamins, whatever it is, whatever it is that's in your realm of personal care. But yeah. you know, do that stuff. Maybe sometimes just like get a haircut or trim your fingernails, whatever you know, whatever. It is, just take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, number five, I think this is one of the biggest ones. At least for me, this is the big thing positive attitude like come into your mm-hmm. stuff with a good attitude because everyone's Yee. trying to knock you down dude like well i wouldn't agree with that but go ahead all right i'm gonna yeah keep that thought finish I'm, gonna, your, I'm gonna finish yeah. out my my top my top 10 here um networking keeping in touch with people maybe it's old friends maybe it's new friends maybe it's reaching out to someone that has information that you want or that you need to get a hold of but networking like get be in touch with the world that doesn't necessarily mean just looking things up on the internet. Like sometimes there'll be a phone number there. Like give someone a call, send them a text, mm. write a letter if you have to, like whatever, but network, get, keep in touch with the world. Um, frugality, like live within your means. That's spend, big. That's a big spend, one. Spend what you need to spend. Don't overextend, you know, like yeah. live within your reasonable means. Um, I mean, we could, yeah. Go ahead. What um, else you got? Well, I like you already said this one, like on Saturday, rise early, like get up early. Don't don't sleep in. Don't procrastinate. Like get up, get your day started, put in that hustle, you know. And again, sometimes we go back to like 
um, personal care or relaxation. Sometimes you do need to sleep in. Sometimes you need to like just get that good rest in. That's okay. But but when you get up, like wake up, say your prayers, do your thing, get on get on your business, and then like make it happen. Yeah. Use that positive attitude. Get up. Make the day happen. Um, sharing, like share, share your your money, your food, your time, your wisdom, your thoughts. Share it with the people you care about, especially if it's like a partnership or um, business or anything like that. Like share, share the information that you have. Um, and then the tenth one was just reading. Like read, read some stuff. Feed your brain. Yeah. You know, it's easy to look at a YouTube video or something like that, but sometimes. I mean, I felt, I feel like for me personally, the, the most growth I get out of something is when I either read something and sometimes watch it or listen to it, but I take notes. Like when I hear something I really like, I try to take notes of that and like kind of keep a little journal. Yeah. Uh, to me, it just solidifies the process. It makes me like more aware of it because, you know, things only stick around in your brain for so long. But like when you take a note of something, it, yeah. it, it amplifies your, your memory power on it. At least for me, that's how it works. So that was my top yeah. my top ten to ambition slash goal setting I slash did, success. I didn't know we were doing lists. So you don't have to do that shit. <laughs> All right. So I don't know. People when I when I think of like success, like I don't think I'm successful yet, but I do think I've improved a lot. Like the only I'm happy with how I live now in the sense that I'm thinking back on like ten years ago, the person I was. And I remember, like, the average day, if it was a work day, I'd go to work. I'd get up early because I had to be at work at 7. Get up early, be miserable, leave my bed unmade, shower, rummage to the piles of clothes, like, all over the place in my small, dirty-ass room. Get dressed, go to work, not eat breakfast, work for, like, 7, 8 hours, Get Chinese food, stuff a whole bunch of Chinese food down my gut, feel <laughs> stuffed, go home, drink a half bottle of alcohol, have, pass out, wake up, go get McDonald's, jerk off for like two, three hours, and then go to sleep. <laughs> Shitty ass fucking life, bro. Shitty ass <laughs> fucking life. Wow, and and the down. reason why I went into that much detail is because like now the average day for me is... And that was like a work day. The average work day for me now is like get up at 630 naturally. Like I don't, I'm such in a routine. Mm. Like I've gotten, my body's gotten used to waking up at the same time, fully rested. Yeah. Because the night before I actually set an alarm to go to bed. So like. I've noticed that about you. And I think that's incredible. Like I've never had that kind of discipline to set an alarm to go to bed. Like well, here's my bedtime. I'm cutting. The, the thing about it is I don't have the discipline. I had to set the alarm to teach myself how to actually do it. So, like, now when I hear the ringer, I'm like, okay, I got to start shutting shit down. Turn off the TV. Like, and it took me months to actually get to the point where it's like, I don't need the alarm anymore. Usually, by the time I hit the bed, the alarm goes off and I'm, like, falling asleep. Mm. So, it took me a long time to get to that. But I guess the first step in success of what you want to do is you got to be honest with yourself in your own head. Like, it starts with your mind. Like, you have to say, okay, I want X, Y, Z. And wanting it is cool, but you have to genuinely ask yourself, are you willing to work for it? Yeah. Are you willing to put in the work? And then you'll know if you're lying in your head. Because I used to lie to myself all the time. I used to be like, yeah, I'll do anything, whatever it takes. Never did it. Never did it. 
years would go past and I, I i wouldn't do it but anyway so going far so our average day this is why i feel successful now the average day for me is go to bed on time my alarm set for 9 45 p.m get to bed by 10 fall asleep by 10 30 get at eight hours wake up at 6 30 wake up go in the shower come back out put that it's so regimented flick the light switch on because that controls the power outlet for the iron while the iron is heating up I'll make my bed because I don't like, I like a clean environment now. That mm-hmm. really helps like thinking. Yeah. Um, iron my clothes, get dressed, go to work, get to work by eight. Sometimes I'm usually late. I got to fix that shit. <laughs> I get in at 801, 802. Yeah. Oh, man. So I got to oh, like dude, five minutes, minutes late. Well, I'm on the clock anyway. Yeah, yeah. But like 1130 sharp every day. We go to the gym across the street during lunch. Come back to my desk, eat lunch at my desk, work till five, come home. When I get home, lately I haven't been watching TV. I used to binge watch like three, four hours. Mm. Now it's like I get home and I make sure I clean up after myself. Make sure that my clothes, I put my white clothes that I wore for the day in the white laundry, put my colored clothes in the yeah. colored laundry. And then start, maybe if I can, like have dinner, but then don't relax. Like, relaxing is a bad... Because if I sink on the couch and turn on my TV, yeah. it's a done deal. It's a done deal. Nothing's get done. No, as, as OCD as your whole routine sound up until right now, now nah, I'm with you. What do you mean? Like, no, I'm, Dude, I agree. I, when I get home, like, my schedule is far more uh, erratic than yours is. Like, I don't have that consistency. That's the problem. I, yeah. and, it is, and that makes my life difficult, so I do have to, like, try to manage that better. Right. But I 100% agree with what you just said. Like One, if yeah. I come home and I decide I'm going like to sit, sit on, on the, the couch, couch or whatever. Or turn the TV and, put the, and deal, start eating. Dude. Done yeah. fucking deal. Can't get nothing done. I may as well like be doing drugs or smoking weed or whatever because yeah. I'm, I become useless at that point. Yeah. And again, that's a... Yeah. But yeah. And the other agree, thing... Agree. One thing I, I, I also don't do anymore is like I don't drink when I get home because that shit is a sinker too. That's yeah. just as bad as the fucking... Like, It'll TV slow down man. whatever whatever goal you had set. Right. Or just, if you, you take done, the time done, off, dude. Yeah. it's not going to happen. Um, And so make dinner, try to prep. But like if you... Like it sounds stupid to like the average person who has that discipline. It's like, what are these guys even fucking talking about? But to me comparing this life that I have now, that average day versus the average day I used to have, it's worlds apart, right? Like if you, you know, the shitty ass thing like you used to do. Like I think a big part of it is just like making your bed, bro. Like mm. make your fucking bed. Like mm-hmm. that, my dad tried to get me to do that all the time and I fucking hated it. But it's like something about Making a bed before you leave the house mm-hmm. just kind of does something. It's like, oh, it's a task that I've put something in place for the day. So, like, you start off the day thinking, oh, I could put yeah. things in place. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and then I think cleaning. Like, I think physical space helps me think yeah. for some reason. I feel like physical space, like open area, just kind of yeah. leaves room for thought. So, that's why I... Like I clean my closet. Yeah, like the more stuff I throw out and get rid of, the better. You the better. But I don't yeah. do it like I don't do like one major sweep. Like what I'll do is if I got six cabinets in the kitchen that I want to clean, I won't take a day to clean all six cabinets because mm-hmm. I won't fucking do it. I don't have the discipline. Mm-hmm. So like one or two. Maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll pick like one cabinet and be like, all right, I could do this right now, yeah. like on the evening, and then clean that one cabinet it's and then go to thing. bed with like some sense of satisfaction. Sure. And um, I'm working out, so I 
exercise and trying to eat healthier and i gave up like soda and like juice and stuff so mm. i think like the first it took me years to actually say i don't want to drink like soda or juice anymore so i just got in the habit of drinking water or tea like mm. herbal tea so i think that i think the key to success which is like i learned is not to try to do more than you can handle like no yeah. matter how small it is Start smaller. But if you get a task done, there's you feel you feel good about it. Like yeah. you feel like you've accomplished something when you even if it's a small task. Like yeah. set that goal, write it down. And it could be the list. stupidest task. That's yeah. a, that's the point I was trying to make yeah. at the end of it is like it could be the tiniest task. Like the tiniest task. As in just wash the dishes in your sink. Yeah. You know, I think that helps a lot for me. It's like, oh, I yeah. wash all the dishes it's in my just sink. One less thing to do. Yeah, one less thing to do. And then when you do that, that much, one thing... It doesn't take that much time to get it done. But when it's done, you're like, hey, that's, it's not, I don't have to worry about that. It's yeah. yeah. But not only that, because like, I remember back in the day when I hated washing dishes. I remember I used to, when I used to live with my cousin, I, used, I would let dishes stack up in a sink to, for like a, over a week. And the only reason they would get washed is like... You were out of dishes. <laughs> you, you not all. even out of dishes. I always go buy disposable uh-huh. when the shit started to stink. Yeah. When it's like the scent of the... Ugh. Dishes, <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I live a much better life yeah. now, and it's like. But it's just your mess too. When you live by yourself, you're like, whose mess is it? Like, oh, that's my mess. You yeah, can't, but you can't like, be like, oh, my cousin uh, left a damn dish in the sink. You know, you can't. I know. I used to blame him for a lot of shit. Yeah, of course, that's part of the having roommates and stuff. Have you ever heard that um that graduation speech, that commencement address that that Navy admiral did? I can't remember what his name is, but which one? I'll find it and send it to you. But it was Jocko like, Willink. No. No, no, Jocko's a big guy. Yeah, yeah, like, and he's like a Navy SEAL. I know yeah, that guy, but I'm, no, this is like a. This, I think he's a Navy Admiral. I can't remember his name, but he gave it a, like a, a, commence, a commencement address at like a college or I think it was. I can't remember which one it was, but his whole thing was like making the bed. He, he said, like, yeah. "Hey, every day, every day, get up and make the bed." And like you know, because you know, you start your day off, and you said, "Okay, I, I have so many things that I need to get done today." If you start your day by doing one task, it might set your brain in that gear of like, here's the next task. Let me accomplish that task and then do the next task. Then, you know, right. break, breaking life up into those smaller pieces, right, makes it easier to, to swallow. Yeah. And then he was like, so, and at the end of his address, he said something about, so let's say you do as much as you can that day and you still have a bad day. Like you come home and you've had a bad day. And you finally have worn yourself down to the point where you're tired and you need to get rest. And you go to your bed and guess what? Your bed is made. Like you, it, right. it feels good to it get into good. it. It feels yeah. good to get into it. And then hopefully that will be what like resets your mind to go, hey, tomorrow when I get up, yeah. I'm going to make the bed again. Because yeah. like tomorrow's the better day to, like, you know, you're going to get another shot at it, right? Yeah. But I, I lived, a, I'll, send, I'll find that video and I'll send yeah, it to send you. But it anyway, to it was like pretty cool because I, I agree. I agree yeah. sometimes like just something like making the bed could be a big deal. Yeah. I feel like I have confidence I'm going to be successful. You will be. Because you mean, of the fact you're the right that, attitude. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Because of the fact that I I start understanding, like, start smaller. I think that's the thing. Because when I used to pick these goals, like, even if it was just, like, clean the whole room in one day, six months would go by and I wouldn't do it. But, like, my attitude now is, like, okay, if I just pick up this one clothes now, there's only 30 pieces of clothes on the floor. And then the 31st day I could make the bed and then the room was clean. So you actually get the room cleaner in 31 days as opposed to six months. And it's like, it mm-hmm. sounds counterproductive because mm-hmm. like you're taking on less, but it's like, if, if, if 
if I could communicate one thing into like what I personally think it is to be more successful than you are right now is start pick a small task and then start smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's my humble opinion. I heard something a long time ago out too, like why guys have a tendency to like throw their laundry on the on the floor. Because like once it's on the ground, it has nowhere else to go. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, like it's, at the, it's already at the bottom. Well, like there's yeah, no, it's, it's like, there's nowhere. It's like it's, passing out when you get drunk. I right? was like, well, yeah. I can't fall from here. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> I, that might have been the, the connect the dots on that. But it was like once it's on the ground, like well, where else can it go? I mean, yeah. it's, it's there. I was, like, thought that's silly. That's cool. Yeah, man, that's funny. All right, I think I've said enough about ambition that I want to say. Do you have anything else? Uh, I think I think we wrapped on that a little. So I feel good about it. I hope um, I hope that we've done something to help each other stay encouraged and motivated and anyone listened to that and liked it i hope you learned something from it or get something from it um just you know every day is your day to to push something forward yeah don't be discouraged we all get discouraged but don't let it beat you up you know if it gets you if it beats you up don't let it get you down yeah make your bed get up do it over tomorrow make your bed (laughs) thanks guys all right thank you for listening make your beds (laughs) (laughs) make your fucking bed all right